SBS Radio. Bulletin. A court will hear cultural evidence from a Manapi elder in a legal battle over a Santos drilling project. Anthony Albanese to reveal his advice from the Solicitor General regarding Scott Morrison tomorrow. And Australia's biggest ever fentanyl bust revealed. We'll hear cultural evidence from a Manapi elder on a Northern Territory beach in a legal battle over the decision to allow drilling for a massive gas project near his home. Tiwi Islander Dennis Tipakalipa is challenging the National Offshore Gas Regulator's approval of Santos's environmental plans to drill in the Barossa gas field 265 kilometers northwest of Darwin. The Manapi elder says he was not adequately consulted over the plan for eight gas wells about 150 kilometers north of his home at Pijamira on Melville Island. Mr. Tipakalipa is expected to give cultural evidence today, potentially in the form of song and dance. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is drawing criticism for his recent visit to the Torres Strait Islands, with some local communities claiming he failed to engage with the heart of the community. Mr. Albanese visited Thursday Island last week to consult with Indigenous elders and community members on his proposed voice to Parliament, which he stressed would be inclusive of the people of Torres Strait. The former co-chair of the core design process for The Voice, Tom Kalmar, says he understands many Torres Strait Islanders are focused on a treaty process which has some support in the Indigenous community. But he cautions that a treaty process is quite separate from The Voice to Parliament. If um, you know the Torres Strait Islanders, as a as a collective, uh, want to get a, a statement of claims, I suppose, uh, through a treaty process, they're quite within their rights to do that. And when the discussion about a national treaty takes place, um, they'll get the opportunity. But the voice to Parliament is not about a treaty; it's about a mechanism to be able to enable Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, irrespective of where you live or who you're affiliated with, uh, to be able to have a say in those national matters that are going to affect um, uh, you know, affect them at a local level. The Prime Minister will publicly release legal advice on Scott Morrison's secret ministries tomorrow after a cabinet meeting. Anthony Albanese says he will be briefed by his department on the advice this afternoon. The former Prime Minister was secretly sworn in into five additional portfolios during the pandemic. It's also been revealed he added a disclaimer to the official ministry lists, noting a minister could be sworn into other portfolios without it being shown on that list made after he became the Prime Minister in 2018. Mr Albanese says he intends to keep this process transparent. I will release it publicly. I'm giving that commitment uh, so that everyone will have the opportunity to to see the advice uh, for themselves. But I would have thought... Uh, that Australians are concerned uh, that this could ever occur. Uh, There's a basic fundamental weakness in checks and balances. If no one knows who the minister is, then how can they be held to account for decisions which are made? 
the federal government will launch the start of National Skills Week today to unveil what it believes will be the top 10 in-demand professions over the next five years. The government says the most sought-after professions will be construction, manager, construction managers, civil engineering professionals, early childhood teachers, nurses, business and systems analysts, software and applications programmers, electricians, chefs, child carers and carers for the aged and disabled. The list is based partially on projected growth in employment over the next five years and data on job vacancies. The federal government claims due to the inaction of the previous government, Australia faces the most acute skills shortage of any comparable country in the world. A Jobs and Skills Summit will be held next week on the 1st and the 2nd of September. And ahead of this summit, the trade union movement is calling for a new body to manage the transition from coal to renewable energy. The nation's big trade union body, the SCTU, has released a report calling for an authority that would ensure workers and communities affected by the transition to net zero emissions are properly supported. This would be through training, reskilling, redeployment and secure job opportunities. The report says 12 coal-fired power stations have closed in the past 10 years with workers and communities mostly left devastated. But it says there is evidence hundreds of thousands of jobs and an estimated $89 billion in export revenue could be created by 2040 if the transition is managed properly. Australia's biggest ever interception of the deadly opioid fentanyl has occurred in Melbourne. It has been revealed that more than 11 kilograms of pure powdered fentanyl and 30 kilograms of methamphetamine were found inside an industrial wooden lathe at the port of Melbourne last December. It took authorities two weeks in February to safely remove and analyse the drugs. No one has yet been charged over the matter, but it is known the drugs were sent from Canada. Fentanyl is a fast-acting drug that acts similarly to heroin and a single dose of 28 grams can kill a person. James Watson, a commander for Australian Border Force, says the scale of the attempted drug importation is, is shocking. We would only see fentanyl being detected in uh, quantities of one gram or less. So to have a detection that's 11 kilograms pure is just quite frankly extraordinary. It's, a, it's an outrageous piece of, of you know, the audacity of uh, the group behind this is just quite frankly outrageous. Um, you know, I'd describe it as a total act of bastardry, quite frankly. Authorities are appealing for public help to apprehend the culprits. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is warning his people to be vigilant as the war with Russia is about to hit the six-month mark. August the 24th will mark six months since the Russian invasion and also the 31st anniversary of Ukraine's independence from the Soviet Union. Mr. Zelensky says Russia may try to do something particularly ugly. It comes as Russian missiles hit Ukraine's Odessa region. Russia is claiming to have used its hypersonic missile system three times in Ukraine. Russian Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu claims Russia has the only missile system in its class in the world. Kinzhal is a hypersonic missile. Its speed is actually 10 times faster than sound, more than Mach 10. 
At the same time, it can change its trajectory both in the vertical and horizontal planes while in flight. It is virtually impossible to stop, and we use it to strike at especially important targets. It was used by us three times during the special military operation in Ukraine, and three times showed its brilliant characteristics. Characteristics that no other similar rocket in the world has. Yes, in fact, no one else has such a missile. Russia is hinting, is hinting at blaming Ukraine for the death via a car bomb in Moscow of the daughter of Alexander Dorgin, an ultra-nationalist who endorses Russia absorbing Ukraine. Ukraine denies the claims. A strike is underway at Britain's biggest container port with almost 2,000 workers at the port of Felix, Felixstowe, about 150 kilometres north of London, striking over pay. The port handles almost half the UK's incoming shipping freight. The port says the workers were offered a pay rise worth over 8% on average over the current year. But workers say that's not enough given how much the company makes. This is one of several strikes, but transportation workers recently have disrupted economic activity across the country. But union leader Mike Hubbard says these are not coordinated. It's nothing to do with a national strategy or anything like that. It's something which has happened here at a local level and it reflects what's happening elsewhere because people all over the country, I think, are feeling the same way. That's why it appears to be, you know, perhaps it appears to be coordinated because people everywhere are feeling the same way and and coming to the same conclusion. Enough is enough. We are not going to take this anymore. Serbia president says NATO must act in Kosovo or his country will move to protect the Serbian minority in that country. Serbia does not recognize Kosovo and the European Union has overseen years of unsuccessful talks to try and normalize relations. Serbian president Aleksandar Vucic says that he calls Kosovo Albanian gangs need to be stopped from crossing into northern Kosovo where most Kosovo Serbs live. NATO peacekeeping troops in Kosovo have been deployed at main roads in the country's north, saying they are protecting freedom of movement for all sides. There's there's concern in the Western world that Russia may encourage its ally Serbia into an armed intervention in northern Kosovo that would both destabilize the Balkans and take attention away from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And back home, the Northern Territory has issued its highest level health alert after a warehouse fire may have destroyed crucial hospital supplies. A code brown has been issued for the next 24 to 48 hours after fire crews responded to a blaze at an anti-health warehouse in Berrima. The, the warehouse supplies hospitals in Darwin, Palmerston, Catherine and Gove. The code brown has been declared while authorities work to find out what supplies have been affected. And to sport and in football, Goose Heading will return to Australia next month to reunite with the Socceroos. The Dutch coach led Australia to their first World Cup in 32 years in 2006, where they went on to make the knockout stage for the only time in their history. He will be in Brisbane next month for the Socceroos match with New Zealand, which will be their 100th anniversary match and their farewell match before they head to Qatar for this year's World Cup. Hiding has held some of football's most prestigious coaching positions around the world, but he says Australia still holds a special spot in his heart. This is yeah, one one chapter in my in my career which which gave me a lot of energy with those with those people and 
not just the, the people in, in the football. And I met when I was rarely, to be honest, in, in Australia uh, for a few weeks. Then I met very kind people and very open-minded people, which I like very much. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, a sunny day, 33 degrees, Perth, mostly sunny, 17, Adelaide, rain developing, 15, Melbourne, rain, 16, Hobart, showers easing, 13 degrees, Albury, Wodonga, cloudy day, 14, Canberra, shower, 2, 15, Wollongong, mostly sunny, 21, Sydney, mostly sunny, 23, Newcastle, much the same, 22, Brisbane, partly cloudy, 21, Townsville, mostly cloudy, 24, Cairns, cloudy, 27, Early Springs, sunny day ahead, 26. Darwin, sunny as well, 33. And the Torres Strait Islands, mostly cloudy day, and the top of 28 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from.